And now, from Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and shout out to all 20 cities across the province listening to our BC Food and Wine Radio Network today. Uh, and we are on location at Blue Crow's Vineyard. They're the host of our 2022 Couch and Valley Grape Escape. Joining us to kick off the show today is Blue Grouse owner Paul Brunner and winemaker Bailey Williamson. Paul Bailey, on behalf of all of us uh, having a ball up here on Vancouver Island in the Cowichan, uh, thanks for having us. Lovely to have you here. Yeah, great. It's, it's great to be here. It's an exciting time. I think, Paul, like the, the kickoff, you have new releases coming up uh, shortly, uh, the new wines. It's always it's kind of an energizing thing, wouldn't you say, uh, each year? <laughs> Every year. And it, we start off our wine club uh, at the beginning of April, mm-hmm. our first shipment for the year. It ties into the releases principally the whites and rosés, yeah. and then we continue to roll out the reds through the summer. Yeah, and I imagine you haven't seen your wine club in a while with, with the pandemic. Well, we've seen individuals, but we have not had, we've not been able to have a wine club uh, event since, well, since uh, March of 2020, yeah. so it's been a long time. It's great, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the new releases, at least what people can expect, uh, both online and uh, to drop by the winery. We'll, we'll toss that over to you, Bailey. Well, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a great year. We had uh, we had a wonderful growing season last year, and uh, the wines all responded in kind. And so, you know, the usual suspects of uh, our our funny little Germanic varieties like Bacchus and Sagribe and Ortega will be available for everybody here at the tasting room. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of new products. One uh, that I brought with me today here, which is uh, 100% Gamay Noir Frizzante. From the Cowichan Valley, a little rosé. <laughs> a little rosé. Yeah, so a little bubbly rosé that uh, that I thought um, you know everybody should be enjoying all summer long on a hot patio somewhere. Yeah, and it's in, and well, Frizzante. So it's a it's not a full blown sparkling wine. It just has a bit of uh, a spritz in it, would we say, or yeah. a frizzante? Yeah, just a little bit of fun and a little bit of bubble just to, to keep, yeah. it, keep it light. I like that it's in a regular bottle and under screw cap, so then it's, it's there's no messing around with it. You don't have to worry about popping corks and all the rest of that. No, it doesn't have nearly the pressure that uh, that a normal bottle of, uh, of traditional method sparkling would have. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's uh, got all the convenience and and extra love. Yeah. And uh, uh, why Gamay? Gamay grows great here. I like making rosé out of it. Yeah. Um, it's got a, it's a little more savory than um, some of the lighter Provence-style Pinots, mm-hmm. which are fine. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, for us here, Gamay seems to be the great that should be making rosé on the island, in my view. Yeah. Uh, just because it grows well and it makes a great rosé and it's got a lot of character that, uh, that you can I, I'm get down try, with. I was trying to think if there was any Beaujolais rosé. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, there must be. I mean, there uh, you know over all these years, but that's a great idea. And uh, uh, by the way, the color looks fantastic. Yes, it is uh, decidedly red and not uh, pale pink and salmon by any means. Mm-hmm. Shall well, I open yeah, it? Yeah, please open that. Uh, and while you do that, uh, Paul, I wanted to talk to you about one of the things that's really cool about uh, what you're doing here at Blue Grouse uh, is you're raising money uh, to nourish Cowichan. What can you tell us about that? 
Well, this will be the third year that we've raised money for that program. People don't realize that the Cowichan Valley has one of the, the well, one of the highest poverty rates in British Columbia, and particularly child poverty. It's around thirty percent. I think it's the second poorest in the in the province. Right. And you know, we like to we like to do things with charity. And I kind of leave it to the staff to help me decide where we tend to be focused so we don't, you know, give a little bit to a lot. We like to, to give a lot to a few few players. Mm-hmm. And the team picked Nourish Cowichan. It's local. It deals with, principally with children, school children, uh, and food. Mm. And we just thought it was a great combination for us. And we're full on. This is the third year, as I said. Yeah, that's fantastic. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Uh, okay, let's have a quick taste of this wine. Hard for our listeners. Wow, can you smell that? Yeah. <laughs> Strawberries, and uh, it's really delicious. Okay, you got a winner there. Well, I hope so. Paul keeps telling me if I don't, if we don't sell it all, I'm taking it home. Well, he made he made 500 cases, and so I made a bet with all of them that they said they'd have it sold by the end of August. So here we go. Oh, I think it'll go before that. Uh, yeah, that. And I just love that color. Thanks so much for that. That that makes me want to drink it. Yeah, perfect. Just pale, just pale off color. Uh, way to go. I love it. Um, okay, well let. Talk a bit about. I know that that uh, we'll be speaking with uh, with Michael about the vineyard, but you've got a big uh, interest in sustainability here now as well, and you've sort of built it into this building that we're in, which is quite a gorgeous building. What are some of the things that you you've been thinking about, Paul? I know you're kind of a reformed. Are you a reformed? Uh, uh, kind of guy in that neighborhood? Well, I just say I, I like to tell people I'm making up for my sins, <laughs> having come out of the mining industry. But uh, I just I just think, you know, we've taken the view. We've had some children living here. We live here. We've got uh, three homes on the property. And we just wanted it to be a healthy place to be. Mm-hmm. And that was a starting point. And, you know, we're much like my entry in the wine business. You're kind of learning as you go. But... Uh, I made the investment to to do geothermal right off the bat. It right. wasn't the best decision I made. It it took me three tries to get it right. Yeah. But it now works well, and it's you know it's outstanding. Uh, you know, green program. Yeah. The building is designed to lead specifications. Our architect said he's a lead architect. He said don't bother registering. It's a lot of money and doesn't give you much. So yeah. we didn't bother with any of that. But the the design is done that way. Uh, our our approach to water, water conservation, which has become quite an issue in the Cowichan Valley, mm-hmm. um, and we're full, you know, kind of front and center in our thinking. Does it help you, Bailey, as a winemaker, to be to be working sustainably and organically? I think it. Uh, I think it absolutely helps. I think the wines are are more responsive. Um, you know, if we get it right in the vineyard, then what happens in the cellar is very easy. Yeah. Um, you know, and taking uh, taking that to the next level too, and, and being conscientious about uh, about water use in the cellar as well, and mm. uh, and all around. I think it's a it's a whole attitude that we have to bring here from uh, from everyone. Yeah, I mean, you need buy-in from all parts. It doesn't work with just one. Mm. And Paul, you, I, I, you're, you, you guys are doing so well on the island, but I know you have bigger ambitions for the lower mainland, at least British Columbia or Canada. How is that uh, moving along? And do you think will will you be focusing trying to get the wine across Canada at some point? Oh. 
Well, I, I again, I, we've taken a very systematic approach. So we started at Vancouver Island mm-hmm. and took us a few years to build that out. We've been working for the last three or four years in Vancouver to try and build that out. Mm-hmm. And we've had a few stumbles there, uh, but I think we're on the right track now. We've, we've partnered up with uh, Vintage West and things are rocking and rolling. Uh, and, and once we've established a meaningful foothold in uh, in Vancouver, I think we'll move on to Alberta, and then we'll see where we go from there. All right. I like that. Listen, gentlemen, great to catch up with you. Uh, you're going to stick around, Bailey. We're going to talk a bit about organics. Uh, Paul, thanks so much for hosting us again. Uh, it's been a fantastic uh, stay here, uh, and people really need to uh, consider coming out to the property soon. <laughs> Uh, We're speaking with Paul Bruner. He's the owner of Blue Krause Estate Winery and Bailey Williamson. I'm Anthony Gismondi. You're listening to the Vancouver Island 2022 Couch and Valley Grape Escape. Up next, Blue Grouse viticulturist Michael Abbott will join Bailey. We'll talk about the new vineyard and new facilities and more here at Blue Grouse. There's more to come. This is PC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape-growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. It doesn't have to be alcohol to be rock and roll. It just has to be naughty. Bring the party with Naughty from Thompson & Scott. Beautifully crafted, organic, vegan, alcohol-free sparkling wines that have taken the drinks industry by storm. Beautiful bubbles. No alcohol, no compromise. So go ahead, get naughty. You've got nothing to lose but your preconceptions of what alcohol-free can be. Visit softcrush.ca for more details. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Hello, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and after four decades in the wine business, I know that the wine you like is always the best one for you. Anyone who tells you differently is simply wrong. The trick is how to get there. My advice? Try as many different wines as possible to discover your favorites. We evaluate about 3,000 wines a year at GizmondiOnWine.com to help you sort through the clutter in the market, and we make it easy to search through our results. After all, life is way too short to drink bad wine. So why not give us a go at GizmondiOnWine.com? Now back to Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gizmondi. Shampoo, press, get you out of my hair. Fresh photos with the 
Welcome back to our 2022 Cowichan Valley Grape Escape. We continue our conversation with Bluegrass Estate and winemaker Bailey Williamson and welcome viticulturist Michael Abbott to the show. Michael, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks uh, for having me. We're excited to talk about some, some of the new stuff. Maybe, Bailey, the quick overview. How? What did you plant or how? What, what's new? What's what's going on over there as far as the eye can see, it looks like? As far as the eye can see, it's going to be grapes. <laughs> now, um, we plant, Michael planted that mostly last year. Year, a little bit the year before, um, predominantly Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, a little bit of Gamay, a little bit of Pinot Gris, and um, yeah, and started uh, started down the path to organic viticulture. So we're really excited. I mean, uh, we're all just sitting with bated breath, watching it grow yeah. uh, until we can actually harvest something. And there's a new site across the street too, or is it? A, I don't know. It's, I say uh, across as the street as, as the crow flies. It's yeah. about 300 meters, so it's very okay. close, and yeah. it's. Um, Paul and the family bought that last year about this time and it's 40 acres and uh, has a, a small uh, barn on it that uh, we're going to hopefully... That everybody's move. coveting. Well, <laughs> unlike the Okanagan where they have all these old packing houses, we don't have any of that around here. And yeah. so um, warehousing space is a premium uh, all around. Right. And so we needed to just secure that and it came with another 40 acres of... Uh, of space to plant so now michael's got uh, you know job security forever yeah uh so michael tell us a bit about I, I heard something interesting about the planting that you hired tree planters to to put in the new vines yeah i mean let's work with what we have here <laughs> there's a big tree planting industry and if there's anyone who knows how to plant something i'd, I'd look to those guys i actually learned a lot watching these uh these professional planters digging holes in the ground it's pretty pretty impressive work they did a good job they did a fast job and uh, we had a really good take rate and got it done in record time. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Are you going to rent them out to the Okanagan? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I should start a labor truck contract service with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe people don't know, but when you plant a new vineyard, what what is the survival rate, or what do you hope for when you put those plants in the ground? I haven't heard a nursery tell me exactly what their survival rate is. They'll they'll guarantee up to you know a certain percent death, but. Um, I'd say anything above five percent is a bit worrying. Okay. So that would be the ninety-five to ninety-nine percent take rate is kind of the, that's the target. Yeah. Um, of course, a lot of extenuating circumstances. There's a lot of logistics to get those vines from their nurseries to the vineyards and have the planting site prepped, etc. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of a lot of time and energy going into the planning end of putting in a vineyard. Okay, so blue grouse is going organic. We're going to talk about that. Bailey, you're going to pour the Ortega, I think, or which we start with the Gris or the Ortega. Yeah, let's start with the Ortega since okay. uh, we're talking about organic. This has uh, Michael has been farming this in an organic fashion for the last uh, few years. Um, certifications coming down the pipe, and um, and then eventually we will move the organic certification into the winery process as well. Mm. So you, you're going to go EcoCert. Uh, so how hard is it to go organic? I mean, you haven't. It's been fairly organic here, hasn't it? Or natural? Or yeah, the term no, we, is. we've been we've been eyeing this for a while. We just kind of made the certification step uh, two years ago. So this is our third year of transitioning, and essentially they 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 strongly recommend that you don't go cold turkey. That you take little steps towards organic so that you don't change your entire production from one to the one day to the next. Right. And that was kind of the practice we put in place. The old vineyard, the established vineyard, we started farming organically. That's the Ortega we have here. And the young vineyard that we had just planted in 2017, we used some conventional products to get that one up and running as we developed our organic systems and retooled. 
And now we're kind of up and running, and we can do plantings, establish vineyards, the whole uh, kit and caboodle. Wow. Our guest is Michael Abbott. He's uh, he's growing all the vines here at Blue Grouse. Bailey Williamson's making the wine from those vines. you guys get along at all, or no? Or do you fight about <laughs> stuff? Do you get to taste some wines with Bailey to, yeah, we, to see what's going on and all that? Of course. This is, you know, that's part and parcel of what we're doing. We're not growing grapes, per se. Uh, we're, we're making wine. And the conversation between the two of us is paramount to, to making yeah. a good product. So in the end, the organic, like in a short way, if you could be concise, what, what, what's going to be different about it? What, how, will the wine change or what are, or will you change or will the, the our life change? What, what is the deal with organics? Well, I think it's, um, I think it's treading lighter on your, on your environment at the end of the day. Um, we can see things happening from a climate change perspective. So if we can do things that um, don't contribute to it, um, I think that's important from a philosophical perspective. From a um, what's in your glass perspective, I think what we'll see is um, a bit more vibrancy in the wines. I'm hopeful. I mean, I, I don't know. This is speculation. Uh, and, and just a little more varietal typicity if you will sure and um and just a bit more tension to uh to speak to that okay let's try the pinot gris too because uh i want to talk a bit about that uh michael let's you you have the honor of the first uh the first vintage report <laughs> of 2022 but what can you tell us about the buds and what's happening here in the couchin well the couchin we we bud out a little earlier than the okanagan uh we actually have some woolly bud that's starting to show in our earliest uh variety which is the black muscat and things are kind of shaping up for a mid-April bud break. The dandelions are starting to show their heads and the maples are blooming. So that's that's usually the step just before bud break. So yeah. we're, we're getting everything kind of ticked. And, and, and is it normal or ahead or behind? or what? Would right you on say? schedule. Right on schedule. Yeah, mid-April to, to late April is right on schedule. Yeah. And, and how wet will it be here or will it be wet at all anymore? Or has that changed a lot? Yeah, we're we're experiencing differences in our our sort of rainfall events. We're seeing um, rainier shoulder seasons and drier growing growing seasons. So June through August, uh, we have been experiencing very little rainfall the last few years, and then September, October, April, kind of shoulder seasons. Sometimes we're getting uh, more rain than average, but you know, speculation is saying that that will continue and exacerbate which is actually a good thing from the grape growing conditions because they, they do like that dry heat through the summer. <coughs> yeah, love it. Yeah. Uh, Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris, either you love it or you hate it. It's one of those grapes, you know, you read that all the time. I don't. I think we have exciting Pinot Gris compared to most of the world. We're sort of more in that Italian, northern Italian mineral style, but what can you tell us about this quill? Um, this quill Pinot Gris is all sourced here in Cowichan. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's... Uh, I like working with it, and it does represent quite a bit differently than it does in the Okanagan um, because we don't have the heat. Um, but it ripens fully but really maintains the acidity, which creates that tension in the wine and the vibrancy that I think is really exciting about it. Um, it very easy to deride Pinot Gris because it is so planted and made in so many ways, but... Um, I think we can. Uh, I think we can do a lot with it in this region for sure. Well, this one's delicious and ready to go, uh, folks. By the way, you can buy. Uh, of course, go to bluegrouse.ca. Uh, I believe you actually get a discount if you buy online. 
But I think you should come to the winery <laughs> and see the place the next time you're on the island uh, because it's such a spectacular sight and there's so much going on here. And uh, we're, you're making wine the way you should make wine, uh, totally connected to the land. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. Great to meet you. You're doing a fantastic job. Ask for a raise. All right. That's what I would do. <laughs> uh, now I'm in trouble. That was Blue Grouse uh, winemaker Bailey Williamson and viticulturist Michael Abbott. Uh, there's much more ahead from our 2022 Cowich and Valley Grape Escape. Up next, Chef Martin Hugabin joins us from Unsworth Restaurant. Hey, our show's powered weekly on 20 Bell Media radio stations across British Columbia and on demand across all the major podcast platforms, including iHeart, Spotify, and Apple. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or by online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature. Liver Farms terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club and receive delivery of award-winning wines and new releases in spring and fall, plus early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Visit them this spring to taste in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at LiberFarm.com. Simply great wines. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Now, back to BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley. Here's Anthony Gismondi. It's our Grape Escape from Cowichan Valley. Hello, British Columbia, and welcome to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Our next guest is Dan Wright. Uh, he makes the wine at Unsworth Vineyards. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show. Good to be back, it's Tony. It's fantastic to see you. I'm uh, always excited when you come and see me with Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Two 2019s. Two favorite grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like, uh, well, I don't know about Unsworth, but I, I think it is. Are you moving in that direction now? Yeah, for sure. Strong focus on this. Um, you know, we're planting a, a new vineyard uh, uh, about 
seventy percent Pinot Noir, thirty percent Chard. Mm-hmm. So where's yeah. that? Up further north from the winery? Or? Yeah, that's about a half hour drive, um, just west of Duncan. So in the right. Couchin Valley. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice little warm pocket, nice slope aspect. And all of it. What are you planting there? <laughs> Your favorite clones, or? Yeah, yeah, we've got. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was saying, yeah, about seventy uh, percent. Pinot Noir uh, and 30% Chardonnay, roughly, um, all a mix of different clones, you know, for a little bit of diversity, different rootstocks, uh, mm. so things don't all ripen at one time. We have <laughs> we can pick it <laughs> in a week instead of one day or something like that. You yeah, know? <laughs> right on. Uh, well, let's start with the Chardonnay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Chardonnay in Cowichan and Vancouver Island. What, what's your take on this variety, and why is it doing so well here? Sure. Um, well, this is this is fairly new to us and to the Cowichan. Uh, this is our uh, inaugural vintage, 2019, and it's from a, a little vineyard in the Glenora Cowichan area um, that was revived by uh, the Mildensteins. Uh, formerly, it was the Godfrey Burnell Vineyard, if you right. remember those guys. Sure. And so, uh, you know, I, I kept this one really neutral. It was the first year we got fruit off of um, off of the grapes there. After it was sort of, a, it was like a forest. They had to do a ton <laughs> of work, pull out all the trees and brush, and uh, take the vines right back. And yep. so, I kept this one really uh, just fermented in uh, old neutral oak. Um, just spontaneous ferment. Um, I think I think our region though is going to do really well with this grape. I think it'll be probably more you know Chablis esque style given our latitude, given our cool climate, which I think is you know some mm-hmm. of my favorite Chardonnays. So that's cool. Yeah, you have uh, some new ownership. I think Barbara Banky and Julia Jackson from from the Jackson family wine family. Uh, are involved so you have access i think to a few more barrels or equipment or whatever has that been useful yeah yeah for sure of course yeah they're the new owners um and uh they have a wealth of knowledge in uh pinot noir and chardonnay all their all their winemakers and viticulturalists that i've been enjoying working with and then yeah we've been buying uh well they have um a partnership with a, a cooperage yeah um, so I have been tra- testing out some of their barrels um, and um, you know I'll, I'll get probably a trip down to the the cooperage at some points and oh, be able man. to customize things <laughs> yeah. and dial things in gotta be exciting yeah it's it's exciting it's a uh, you know it's like uh, serious players in the, yeah. in the couch and valley in Vancouver Island so. yeah big push from them well I, I and I also love that they you know the Turk family's still there they're still yeah. running the business day to day so it's been I think qu- quite a good deal for everybody to get to know each other as time goes on but uh, I'm sure they're going to shine a spotlight on couch and, and uh, what's going on here uh, so mm-hmm. this Chardonnay uh, I, I was I've been talking a lot about Australian Chardonnay lately which is really sort of mm-hmm. you know has has had its second zenith the first one was mm-hmm. all about oak and a bit of nonsense back in the early 90s and 2000s but now they're killing it over there and uh, these wines remind me a lot of what's going on uh, over there so oh, wow. it's a uh, it's you. a great start, and I'm uh, well. I loved this wine when it came out, and uh, I think it's just improving yeah. in the bottle as time goes by. So that's fantastic, and uh, well, it's going to be a bit, eh? a couple of years for for the new vines to come <laughs> new- on stream. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be three years out. So okay, well, let's talk Pinot too. Before I don't want to run out of time. Yeah. Uh, 
Pinot Noir, the mysterious grape. Uh, <laughs> hard to grow, hard to make, uh, but you guys are killing it as well. What, what can you tell us about this wine? Um, so this wine is our Couch and Valley blend. Um, so all the grapes are grown in the Couch and Valley. It's, it's got the new sub-GI on it, and it is from three vineyards, primarily from Saison Vineyard Fruits, which is a you know, nice south-facing slope, sort of gravel till. It's got a little bit from uh, Zanata Fruit we, we purchased from them, which is mm. sort of this also gravelly south-facing slope, but it's more of a um, sorted rock really well draining and then a little bit from our home site which is this uh, sedimentary uh, silt loam um, and sort of a, a cooler edge uh, side of, of Pinot Noir so blend it together um, I think it, it represents the valley represents the place um, it's delicious too. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that would be that should be the lead. That's, I should <laughs> bury the lead, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's uh, well, it has this. Uh, it's got mm. this sort of beautiful, juicy, spicy character, mm. and, and and it's. Uh, I know it's a terrible thing to say, is it may be insiders, but it has it has Pinot character, you know, which is. I would say if you if if I taste ten Pinot Noirs from around the world, you know, seven of them don't have Pinot Noir character, but the three that do. Uh, this this would be one of that style. I just love it, and the color is right. Yeah, I think um, you know our we're cool climate where we've got the right conditions. You know, I think a lot of places they they you know a bit hot in the summer for Pinot, and yeah. I think we've got that nice cool long season. So. And it's getting better probably here for Pinot Noir in the coming yeah. years, actually. Well, is it? It's warming up and drying out, or how? How would you describe what's going on in the couch and uh, in in a longer term, yeah. maybe not in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, of course, vintage to vintage, it can be any anywhere on the spectrum. But um, in the longer term, uh, certainly in the last decade, uh, we've seen a, a warmer trend, so uh, warmer average temperatures. Um, drier in the summer months, uh, July, August, and yeah. then the the only risk that's increasing, I think, is uh, potential fall rains. Uh, you know, I think the trend is not totally clear, but there is some uh, concern that that there may be more fall rains, yeah. uh, more unpredictable rains in the fall. Is yeah. it any earlier now, though? Like, I mean, what what's happening yeah. in the vineyard at the moment? Um, in terms of a bud break or... You know, the last few years have not been too different. Uh, 16 was really early. It was like three weeks early. Bud break's usually around 20th of April, last week of April. Mm -hmm. I think we're on track, although um, it might be a little earlier this year. Uh, we haven't seen any. Of course, it's, it's still... Um, just the end of March here, so um, we're a ways away from that. And I'm talking Pinot Noir. We have yeah. some early varieties that butt out maybe yeah. a little earlier, but yeah. Uh, and uh, let's say for now it's post-pandemic. Yeah. So what what's happening at the winery? Are you will you reopen fully, or you've got a great visitor center? Tell us a little bit about what's available now. And uh, yep. Um, uh, we've we've stayed pretty much open during the pandemic, but of course, you know, we'll be returning to all normal hours and. Um, we've, uh, you know, uh, we've been 
obviously with the restaurants been back and forth shut down you had martin on yeah probably talked yeah about we that, talked so. about those hours yeah um so the tasting room is uh is sort of that will be back to seven days a week uh, pretty soon i yeah. think probably mother's day weekend is when we really kick things off right yeah so a bit of streamlining going on chardonnay pinot noir what else will you you keep in the fold uh, moving forward i guess pinot gris is going to be there yeah pinot gris has always been strong there's lots planted on the island of course in bc it's probably one of the widest planted uh, white varieties mm-hmm. we do like a, a nice crisp style of pinot noir or pinot gris i mean um uh so it's it i think it, it's got a unique style here on the island where it's not so flabby and rich it's, yeah. it's still crisp and lean um sparkling as well uh you know maybe a little bit more focus on the traditional method we're going to be releasing uh uh our cuvee de lille 2017 um in a couple months here and that was uh, i'm pretty excited about that it's got three years on lees and most of it's actually bottled in magnum aged in magnum wow yeah oh, wow <laughs> yeah. who's getting that wine club or i'll make sure you get one yeah. <laughs> i'll put one in I your stock are people you have to be in the club to get that or is that a drop by or uh i'm not exactly sure there's very maybe. limited there's very limited amounts so i'll yeah you know what the best thing to do is to contact uh, the winery about it if you're if you're yeah. in serious interest you're going to get contacted now yeah. like tomorrow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, Dad, it was great to catch up with you uh, and to, to uh, hear a bit more. I know you've been traveling a little bit. You've been down to Oregon. So things are really uh, – y- your your star is about to rise. I feel it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We'll just uh, catch the next wave. I- I'm-, I'm here along for the ride. So yeah. I can't wait to bring you out to the new site. We'll have to get you out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to come back in a couple yeah. of months to do exactly that. I'm going to go up north and have a look around. So okay. Okay. Perfect. We might be planting or just finished planting, so it'll be a great time to check it out. Okay. Thanks so much. Cheers. Uh, we're on the road with our couch and grape escape. Our guest was Dan Wright. He's the Unsworth Vineyard winemaker, uh, and we have uh, been tasting the 2019 Pinot Noir and the 2019 Chardonnay. Folks, you should uh, try a bottle of this. You won't be disappointed. we got to take a quick break. Coming up next, General Manager Learning Lisa of Enrico Winery and more of our Couch and Grape Escape here at Blue Grouse Estate Winery. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant are ready for spring. Featuring new exciting spring wine releases in the wine shop, along with delicious promotions in the Modest Butcher. Enjoy Burger and Blau Mondays, Tommy and Tannen Tuesdays, Happy Hour seven days a week, as well as the Modest Sunday Brunch, where sweatpants and sunglasses are encouraged. Spring is the thing at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. 
Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the city and relax in the beautiful South Okanagan. Get outside and enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region. You'll find over 180 of BC's finest wineries. From the Naramata Bench to Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitsouthokanagan.com. Now, back to BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Who's gonna save the world tonight? Who's gonna bring it's our Grape Escape, uh, Cowichan Valley. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Our guest is Lauren Inglis. Uh, he's the GM at Enrico Winery here in the Cowichan Valley. Lauren, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It's uh, nice to be back. It's great to have you back, and uh, you look kind of chipper. Or you, you, you're ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Can't yeah. wait for the season to fully yeah. begin. Yeah. You, you have a, a really cool atmosphere at your winery. Uh, did you miss that in the pandemic, or do you were you supported anyways? or? I mean, we were supported. I mean, obviously, it was a little less than what we normally would do, but uh, no, we were fully supported. Yeah, yeah, a lot people, of a lot of locals, obviously, because of the travel restrictions. Sure, yeah. But people are happy and uh, can't people, wait to get back. People are super happy right now. Will, so, will yeah. you do a big launch or something to have everybody gathered around, or is uh, that probably not? No, <laughs> probably not. No, I, okay. We, we had a big launch last Saturday, and uh, we were extremely busy. So, well, I, I guess I'm going to ask you: What did you learn during the pandemic about the way you run your business? Uh, you know, at the winery, did you? Is, will you do something different now? Or you know, I don't think we will. I think uh, what we've done, I, I believe, I believe, has been very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, judging from the comments that we get, obviously on on media and and just from people coming in, they enjoy their visit at the winery. Yeah, and I think we'll just keep that up, and that's that's what we want to do. We want everybody to come in, feel relaxed, you know, have some good wine and just, you know, make memories. And that's what it's all about. When you hire people, is that what you tell them, uh, that you can't have this job unless you make memories? (laughs) It's funny because I'm in the midst of hiring a couple of people right now. And the one girl, she goes, well, how busy does it get? And I go, (laughs) I can't even describe to you how busy it gets. It gets very, very busy. I mean, some of our Saturdays, we're turning 600 people in a day. Wow. So that's a matter of of five hours. Yeah. So uh, it does get very busy. So you have to be able to handle that pressure of the people, definitely. Yeah. And, and stay hospitable. Uh, uh, yes, and I mean, that's say. what you want to do. I mean, you want to make everybody's visit special 100%. So, I mean, we spend as much time with them as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kosman back in uh, in full control of the vineyards there and the winemaking. Uh, yes. Well, not the vineyards, but the winemaking. Yeah, we have Simon Spencer in the, yeah. in the, uh, in the vines and uh, the vineyard. And, uh, you know, Daniel still is, he has his hands involved in that as well. But... 
Daniel's in the winery, and he, I mean... Yeah, I, he's a terroir-based kind of guy. He is, yeah. yeah. And you just can't say enough about either one of them. Daniel doing the wine, he just does an absolutely fantastic well, do job. Do you show up about noon now, or you got those two guys? Yeah, <laughs> like today, you know, maybe one thirty. I don't know, I haven't decided yet, so... I should tell people, you're bottling, you just uh, took the time to run over here, uh, and you're telling me you got a bunch of bottles stacked up because of supply chain issues, and yeah, well, I mean, it's creating of, more issues. It is. I mean, it's uh, we're shuttling bottles from five different locations on the on the on the property right now, and it's yeah. uh, it's a bit of a nightmare, and that's why I'm here, and they're not. Yeah. So they're uh, shuttling everything around and well, busy bottling as well. Well, we'll take it, and you brought a couple of wines to talk about. So let's start with I that. Did. So. Uh, the, First one up is the Petit Milo. This yeah. is one of the ones that we're bottling right now, as a matter of fact. Petit Milo. Do people know anything about that? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of Valentin Blattner's hybrids. It's a Sablanc hybrid. Absolutely. It's, I believe this is one of the best grapes that we can grow on the island, one of the best white grapes. Yeah. Great flavors, floral, beautiful finish to it. Yeah, it's soft. It, it has that sort of grassy Sauvignon thing in the middle to keep it fresh. And- yep. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a it's a beautiful color. It sits well on your palate. Everything about it, it's just it's extremely good. Mussels or oh, seafood. seafood. It's just amazing. Clams. Um, yeah, we're actually the oyster fest is coming up, and this is mm. one of the wines that will be poured with the oyster fest. Wow, 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 wow! Now that's delicious. Although we've had it before, we know it's delicious. But so, what will you that set us back at the winery? Uh, twenty four is it twenty four fifty? I believe yeah. with taxes. Yeah, twenty four fifty. Yeah, and that's all it. including the taxes on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for island winers, like for Enrico, what's the best way? Is it? I mean, obviously get there and buy it on site. But can you order online as well? Hundred percent, you can order online. You can do a phone in order, but we we do promote the online ordering for sure. Yeah. So EnricoWinery.com. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's really nice. So Daniel, uh, he got to be happy with that. He's, I, you know, honestly, we were talking about it last night when we were doing some tank testing, and I believe this is one of the best white wines that we pulled out of the winery. Mm. It's, uh, it's it, it has everything going for it. And this is 2021? This is 2021, yeah. 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 Which was no no easy vintage. 2021 was like, a challenging year. That There's was no the heat dome. It. Did that? Yeah. How did that happen here? Was it as, as it, bad as it was in the Okanagan? No, or? it wasn't as bad. I mean, we, we definitely had... Uh, you know, sustained heat for a long period of time. I believe that we were so far behind in the in the beginning of June that it was a bit of a, a kick and it helped us. Mm-hmm. But did we want it to hang around as long as it did? Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point the grapes just shut down because it's just too much heat. Yeah. But um, you know, again, Daniel pulls his magic, and and yeah. Simon in the vineyard, he did everything he could do to protect the fruit as well. So. Yeah. They, they both did fantastic jobs. Yeah. That's a lovely yeah. wine, folks. Yeah. Uh, you should check that out. Buy yourself a pound of mussels. and <laughs> Like, it's the simple yeah. things, right? Yeah, A exactly. glass of that and some steamed mussels. Like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to go crazy to get the experience. No, you don't. And that's a really, that's a BC experience. Like, a, that's the experience you get in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, and people go crazy for it. We can do that and uh, probably even better. I did uh, pan-seared uh, pan scallops with this the other night, and it was absolutely fantastic as well. Okay, but, now I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, now, this pale guy, this, I I must say I'm a sucker for this kind of color, and I don't want to drink any, any other color when I'm drinking rosé, but... Uh, so, 100% Pinot Noir, all estate growing fruit on this one. Um, strawberry, it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful little glass of uh, mm. of Pinot Noir rosé. Wow. 
Wow, and it just—it's a—it's so, <clears throat> got such a sort of tight band of, of sweetness and and acidity, like just walks that line. It, it does. I believe that it's it's delicate as well. Just just the whole glass again, really nice mouthfeel on it. Recent gold medal winner, of course, with the lieutenant governors, and then it just won a gold medal down in uh, Cannon Beach, Oregon, at the uh, the uh, competition down there as well. Well, the National so, Wine Awards are coming up in June, so uh, we'll, I think they launch soon. Yeah, that would we'll, be a good one we'll, to have there. We'll be there. That will match the the judges like that style for sure. Mm-hmm. What do people tell you about less sugar, more sugar when they taste wines now? Um, I think that we are definitely going into a trend of less sweetness. Yeah. I think um, people. I believe that the palates, the one thing I, I probably COVID has done is it, it's educated a lot more, a lot of people more about wines. Mm-hmm. And before where the people were just drinking something that was sweet, I'm not going to name any of them, but they, that's all <laughs> they wanted was just the sweet stuff uh, that has, that has gone. And I yeah. think, you know, they're, they're searching for those wines that, that really please the palate and that they, they have to be a wine that drinks well with food and just drinks well on its own. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Well, uh, those are two delicious wines. I think you make a great point. I was, I've, I've, well, I've written about it this week, but this sort of notion of people at home drinking for two years, and they're drinking wines that they paid a price for, not a retail restaurant price for. So yeah. I'm wondering what's going to happen when the explosion comes out and they, they have to go back to paying quite a bit of money for the same wine at the restaurant level. It that, that definitely will be interesting. I think, yeah. I, but I believe that once their palate. You know, once they they get introduced to a wine that they enjoy, that they're going to continue mm. to drink it, regardless but of the price. You have great hospitality. What when people go there? It's not just wine at the winery. What else can they can we have, they nosh on? Or we have live music, obviously. Yeah. But um, but we have a small kitchen, so you can come in and order. You know, whether it's uh, you know charcuterie board or whatever it may sure. be doing that we're doing that particular day. Um, just come in, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the music, enjoy the wine, obviously, and the company, which is super important as well. Lauren, thanks for joining us. I know you're going to stick around because we're going to talk about the wine festival. Big changes. Can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lauren Inglis will stay with us when we come back. Uh, we're going to talk more about uh, the upcoming Couch and Valley Wine Festival, which is uh, revamped for 2022. Stick around. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the East Ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name, Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Hi, this is Anthony Gismondi. This week, our first grape escape of the year comes to you from Blue Grouse Winery in the bucolic Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island. The entire team has had a fabulous stay thanks to our hosts at Blue Grouse Estate. 
If you're considering to visit the Cowichan Valley, we highly recommend you give yourself enough time to take in the many attractions as well as the wineries. You can explore the Cowichan Valley Trail or scale the new Malahat Skywalk. Make it at least an overnight visit. And two spots you might want to consider for your stay are the Grouse House at Blue Grouse Winery and Moonwater Lodge on the Malahat. The Grouse House is a two-bedroom suite, sleeps four, and it's ideal for two couples or a family. It's situated in the quietude of the surrounding Blue Grouse Vineyard. Our team enjoyed a stay at the Moonwater Lodge, located just off the Malahat, offering one of Canada's best views. All rooms have an amazing view of the spectacular Saanich Inlet, along with the soaker tub, gas fireplace, and private balcony. So the next time you're thinking about a getaway, why not quench your thirst for the fresh outdoors and visit the Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island. BC Food and Wine Radio wants you to join them at the 43rd Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. For a free international festival tasting ticket worth up to $129, book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by May 6th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. Come see Anthony Giswandi talking with fine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. Don't wine and drive. Now, back to BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, uh, we're coming to you live from Blue Gross Estate with our 2022 Couch and Valley Escape. Our guest is uh, Lauren Inglis. Uh, Lauren, of course, you know him as the GM of Enrico Estate Winery, but he's been the driving force, uh, one of the driving forces behind the Couch and uh, Valley Wine Festival, and he joins us in this final segment uh, for an update on what's in store uh, for the 2022 festival. Lauren, uh, welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you for uh, inviting us back. Yeah, it's great to have you. Things are, the, the festival, let's start with the festival. When did it start? Like, how did it come about? Well, we rekindled it about four years ago into yeah. what it is today. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, an, it's an evolving thing. It's changing year to year. Um, the process that we were using over the last couple of years where we were dedicating because of COVID, we dedicated the entire month of August to the festival all the particip- participating wineries were involved in it and that's it was a great event super super successful so we're just thinking that maybe we should uh, open it up a little more still do the august event but also do a june event as well okay so and and uh, but the concept itself so what why if you're a wine you're a wine region why a festival like that what, what's important about that well i mean or what did you want to achieve well, with the festival the biggest idea about the festival obviously is bring awareness to the cowichan valley which is super important i mean we're still relatively new in a lot of people's eyes yeah. and we have local people that live you know could be two blocks from the winery that'll come in only when the festival was taking place and they says oh my god we've driven by here we've never ever come in and that's been the story from all of the wineries and that's why we pushed the the festival to make it a lot more in people's eye than it ever was before yeah, the wineries itself. Yeah. Well, they do know you though if you if you put up a new uh, building or you burn something on the property. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Like this beautiful building we're in right now. Everybody yeah. talks about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So June and August, and uh, so w- w- like before, what, there was a passport. What? How does it work now, or what does it mean? So how it's going to be this year is June's going to be the passport passport month so all the participating wineries you'll get a passport you'll travel around to different wineries and you will taste what we call three for free so you'll taste three of the couch and valley wines that are or couch and valley produced wines 
and that's all part of your ticket price. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is how June's going to work, and then when we get into August, August is going to be just the August, the Cowichan Valley Wine Month, and each of the participating okay. wineries are going to be doing something that's going to give them the opportunity to showcase their winery. And so we're really excited about the June one, that aspect of it, because there's certain yeah. things that all of us want to show the public about yeah. each one of our wineries. Well, I know you're talking about everybody, but so what is Enrico going to do in August? Like, what <laughs> what are well, you going to do for that, that well, special month? Or? We've got a we've got a couple of large uh, dinners planned. We're going to be doing a big pig roast like we do every year. Okay, that's super popular. We've yeah. got live music. We've got our regular person who plays Rolly Barrett, but we've got some big bands coming in as well. So those are all going to be uh, big events. Um, the other thing that I have to mention is that we're going to be doing a kickoff event at Brentwood College School as well, and that's going to be uh, on the fourth of August. Um, you'll have to get your tickets quick on that one because they will they will sell out very quickly. Mm-hmm. And all the participating winers are going to be involved in that pouring at the school itself. Yeah. Now we want to keep people safe. Is that possible too during this event? Hundred percent, it is. Yeah. yeah. So there's shuttles of, that are going to be available from the different uh, shuttle companies throughout the valley and yeah. Victoria as well. Okay. Yeah. That's good for that. And yep. uh, what about tickets now? Are they out now, or how, how does it work? No, tickets aren't out yet. We're just in the midst of building our website. Um, it's going to be released very soon. So any information that's going to be required ahead of time, if you just phone any of the wineries, we can put you through to yeah. whomever. That's going to help and us. And I, I would imagine there'll be a link on winery websites to the festival tickets when it's time. As soon or, as it's available, yes, there'll be yeah. a link from all of the uh, wineries. Have definitely. you thought about a focus, like for a variety? Or I know that would be tough here, perhaps, it, but it would be very tough. But here, a as theme a matter or? of fact, not yet. I think we're just going to give this this two month process a trial first, yeah. see how it works, and then you know maybe we will you know. Yeah. Hone in on a particular varietal. Who knows? Or two varietals, one white, one red. Sure. Yeah. Do, you, do you have time to visit other wineries? Or? I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> do I have a lot? So you're of, under duress now. Yeah. Though. No, I don't have a lot of time. Unfortunately, I yeah. wished I did have more time than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's really impressive to see what's going on here. I, I don't know. As a group, like, do you get together as a group now and look at other? regions small regions in the world or like how do you plan what you're going to do in the couch in 10 years down the road yeah i mean it's such an evolving area the couch valley and where we're going is is just you know we're just climbing this ladder so quickly in the valley we do we have meetings all the time with all the the vineyard people and and the winery people just trying to figure out what we're going to do that's just going to promote the valley even more than we are right now mm-hmm. but the wineries each each individual winery promotes a lot as well so mm-hmm. And uh, one last question: uh, the subregion has it helped or has it focused? Or yep. there's always so much, you know, controversy about these sub AVAs or subregions, sub GIs. But I love them. I do too, and I think it's done an amazing job. Um, Bailey, of course, is one of the pe- people who spearheaded that, and he did a fantastic job of doing it. But I think it's given us more recognition, and the more recognition we can get in the valley, the better off we are. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. More recognition. I like that. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I hope it's going to be a great season this year. I think it's going to uh, be a fantastic season. Yeah. Maybe a little calmer, uh, less no. less weather events. No. No. I well, I meant I, less weather events. Yeah. Uh, not calmer at the wineries. Yeah. But it's never calm. It's never calm at uh, your winery. It's never calm. No. Yeah. No, it'd be nice if we didn't get that big heat dome, but uh, you know we all love heat, so it'd be nice to get some some yeah. definitely. Uh, well, Lauren, thanks so much for your time. Uh, My we, we gave you some double duty today, but you came through uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, for us. And I know you got to get back to bottle those wines and yep. uh, get that sorted out and uh, make some money. Yes, we need yeah. to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, folks, that's it for our show today. Uh, special thanks to our 2022 Couch and Valley Grape Escape hosts, uh, the entire team at Blue Grouse Estate, uh, Paul, uh, Christina, Jenny, Bailey. Uh, I'm missing somebody, but they were all so great. Paula, uh, and and really, uh, this is an up-and-coming, burgeoning global wine region, folks. It's right in your backyard, and uh, you should spend some time exploring it. Uh, give up one of those European vacations and come over to the island and <laughs> do the Mediterranean in style. That's what we say. Uh, big thanks to our on-site producer, Mike Whittingham, our assignment producer, Sherry Kalo, and our director of operations, Stu Ferguson, all the guys back in the studio, Dwayne and Darren. Thank you so much for making us sound uh, good. I'm Anthony Gismondi. You've been listening to BC Food & Wine Radio, and we'll be back next week. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 